Stories make the world. That is how the world works. We live inside stories. The key thing is that stories need to come from different people. Every time I read a good story, it gives me a different perspective of the world. And it's a how we imagine an alternative. Stories are at the heart of all great moments of change. So that's how we perceive the world, it's how it makes sense to us. We can't live without stories. If you want to tell your story, get in touch with Work in Word on hello at workinword.co.uk. Welcome to another episode of A Bit of Swaz. I'm Nathan Blake, your regular hostess with the mostess. And well, after a turbulent 24 hours for football in more ways than one, we'll be talking Cardiff City, of course, but we can't ignore the super elephant in the room. We've shown what we're capable of doing when, we're, when it's really something we want to attack and achieve. My hope is that we can mobilise, mobilise, as certain people on uh, certain pundits have said, mobilise in the same way for all that's toxic to do with football. And let's get rid of it out of our beautiful game. So, remember, we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook. Remember to like, share, comment and subscribe. Quick mention to our sponsors, Move Sounds. Get on John, Sophie and Crystal. Big up to you three. And of course, work in word. I'm a man. Time to intro him. Batman and Robin. How you doing, Robin? Mr. Daniel Tight. Not bad, Nish, yeah? Not bad. I've had my porridge. Yeah, I got your porridge, have you? Got your oats. I've my porridge. Your scots. I had, a, had a little bit of porridge. I have it with water, some fruit. Bit of summer fruit, you know, obviously optimistic as ever yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Some seeds and a little bit of honey. That's why I look a picture of health. Well, do you know what I had? As a picture well, of health. Two sausage bats. Ten Lambert and Butler. <laughs> two sausage bats with a cup of tea. Good old truckers oh, this mate. morning. Good old truckers. <laughs> you know, everything, every, every, it's, it's a balance, mate, right? Everything in moderation, yeah, my mum used to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'll do the veg and the broccoli and the cabbage and all that this evening and uh, just had to get the fats up, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy week. Obviously, we'll we'll go to yeah. Cardiff City and things like that. But like I said in the intro, Dan, we can't ignore the super elephant in the room. What have you made of the last, well, let's say 48 hours? You know... I've seen better launches of a local quick save, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, as somebody who works, you know, my job is, you know, working in PR and, you know, forever launching things. Absolutely. Where was, where was the vision for it? I, I've not seen anything really about what the Super League was even meant to be, apart from, oh, there's midweek fixtures and, you know, we're hoping some others will join in the future. There was no, like, grand... This is what it is. Yeah. Because before you, you know, all you all you saw really in the media and on social media was the reaction. So they didn't control the narrative around it at all. Yeah. You, you know, th- thinking, I'm always thinking of a work hat on in these situations, as, as passionate as you get as a, as a fan and as a human being. Just amateurish, you know. And you get stakeholders on board. They hadn't spoke to the players. They hadn't spoke to the managers. They hadn't spoke to any fans groups. You know, clearly the other football authorities were, weren't happy about it, but... 
<laughs> we know with those football authorities, all they care about is money. The whole thing's money motivated. Uh, and pff, yeah, like I say, I've, I've seen better launches of, of local supermarkets. Just naive, I think stupid, arrogant. But it won't be the end of it, will it? It won't be the end of it, that's the thing. Well, that's, well, that's what I said on BBC last night. You know, you know, if you think this thing is going to go away, you can think again for me. You know, I'm quite cynical in what I see around the world and in football especially. You know, I love the game, the beautiful game, as it's known. We love it. But, you know, there's a lot of people speaking up, chirping up, who they've had their fair share out of the game and not in, you know... Not in the sense that, you know, you've played, you've managed, you've, you've settled down. You know, it, it, there's, there, there's a lot of corruption in the game. I think everyone, we all know that. And I think it's time you stop just... We see it, but then we're able to just turn a blind eye to it rather than saying, hold on, that well, if it's wrong, you deserve to be punished for it, right? And depending on the crime, will depend on the time sort of thing. And I just thought something like the threat of banning players, FIFA, UEFA, the threat of banning players. You've had nothing to do with the conversation, by the way, like you've just mentioned. You don't know a thing from Adam, right? This is just falling out of the sky like a UFO on the middle of Old Trafford, right? You're like, whoa, 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 what are you all talking about, right? Being Liverpool, being booed like as they arrive at the ground, and you know, and they're thinking, "Hold on, uh, is this so? It must be true what we've heard, because there must have yeah. been rumours fl- floating around, right?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, until we can have some, you know, proper conversations, and none of us are perfect, D, right? We've all made mistakes, we all do stupid things, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But what I'm saying is, you know." The, the governing body of the game isn't a leading light by any stretch of the imagination. So you can get banned if you join this Super League um, from international duty. But you can racially abuse me and, uh, you know, five games, ten games I'll do. A little fine, maybe. 500 you know, euro fine. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, you've got all these campaigns about uh, note the racism and things like that. I was saddened, but at the same time happy watching the likes of Neville and Carragher, right? But I was saddened at the fact that I'd never seen them in that impassioned about race and racism, right? I've just never seen it. Never seen that. Seen them talk and talk and try and cover themselves and duck and dive. But, and this is not an attack on them per se, this is me just saying, this is, this is what we're dealing with in the game. And if I can speak truthfully about what I see, then how are you ever going to overcome the problem, right? Because from my perspective, I'm a fan. But when it hit the fan like it did last 24, 48 hours, we're all expected to come together and defend it, right? Mm. But when I stand up and say, yo, I, me and mine can't even, you know, we play the game, but we can't get a coaching or a, manager or on a board or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hold on a minute. But then when you want to go to war with someone, you want me to fight, right? A little analogy, 
when black people fought in wars and then come back home to face the same fascism they were fighting against, do you know what a mind twister that is for people mm. of colour? It's like, you know, we, we, I can't speak for everybody, but I've got WhatsApp groups, I've got mates. Some of them you know, some of them you wouldn't. But we just, we're aghast. Like. We're, we're just sat looking like, you know, do we mean that little? Does money mean that much then? It, well, it does, clearly, right? Because you're all playing into the same narrative, right? The fact that you're working for a station that come and et a smaller station, et it up, right? Like I said to you earlier, the bull shark was swimming around, everything was fine. All of a sudden, the tiger shark came along and et that. Then all of a sudden, the great white come and et that, and everyone thought, whoa, that's it. Well, it didn't bank on. There was a megalodon at the bottom of the ocean that's come up and just threatened to eat everything, right? And all of a sudden, we got a major problem. We all need to step <laughs> and fight and stop this thing, right? So look what you've achieved in 48 hours when everyone truly comes as a collective, right? Because as a fan, I didn't want to see the Super League. I don't want to see that. You know, it is about, you know, love, relegation and promotion, Love the fact that, you know, Bolton could beat Man United on their day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At Old Trafford. You know, that, that one moment, the memories for those fans were there and sat at home watching on TV, it, it's a lifetime. And what big business has done is just come along and just go on with your history like this and just give it that. All right? We don't care about history, we care about money. Yeah. So to tie it all up, mate, I just think, you know, my worry is, I said last night, I don't think this, this goes away, right? FIFA in no position, UEFA in no position to be shouting about this and that and this and that and coming together. Listen, we're, we, we, got, we treat humans with less dignity than we're treating money and business. When, like I said to my friends, for me, there's a bigger fight, a way bigger fight. That's my colour, my culture, my history, everything. A way bigger fight watching what I've watched. You know, I'm more interested in George Floyd and what's happening there mm. because of the rollout that's going to have for black people around the world. I, I, I'm just, I, like I said, I'm extremely happy, but at the same time, I'm just extremely, extremely saddened by the whole episode, to be honest with you, because either side of the fence don't look good to me. Simple as that. A few thoughts. Um, I was at Old Trafford watching Cardiff City win 2-0, and what a day out that was, even though we were already relegated. Right. What a day. It doesn't matter, right? That, it's a game. Oh, what a day. What a day. And that wasn't too long ago either. I thought it was interesting that Bamford was one of the first players to... You know, because he was in the first game, I suppose, after the Super League had been announced. You know, Klopp kind of skirted around the issue a little bit, said said his opinion hadn't changed. Milner, you know, said the players didn't like it. But Bamford was the first one who likens it to racism. And I thought, yeah, wow, well, brilliant. It was, I, 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 I love that kid forevermore, right? I don't know him, but I know of him. He was at Chelsea when Eddie Newton was there. Eddie used to speak highly of him. Very good player. Very nice lad from a very good family. But he got a soul, right? He got a heart and a soul. Mm. So he's just played 90 minutes. He's come off. He's been hit with that question. 
and he's like, sort of the position I'm on, uh, the stance I'm saying now. I can't believe that we actually react like that when it's about money, right? Because ultimately that's what's about. People going, oh no, it's about mm-hmm. the football. Well, it is, but it's about football making more money. Right? Are, are we happy that we're now paying 100 million on transfers, 200 million on transfers? Because FIFA have let this all go and build and build. Are we happy that the fan now has to pay ridiculous amounts for a ticket? Are we happy that you had your European Championships and World Cups? Listen, I believe it should travel around Europe. I believe it should travel around the world. But you put it in places that's not impossible to get to. Mm. Right, Tip, it'll be tip, it'll be typical. Now Wales will get to the one in Qatar in December. It, it, right, um, right. So, I think, um, so, and but the extent what 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 they don't understand is that people will sell their goods and their houses to get there for that moment. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's like an addiction. So you should be as an organisation, if you show foresight, you should be making life as easy as possible for the fan, not mm. tearing the ass out of him and her. Because that's what's happened over the last 30 years. They've just torn and torn and torn. And now something's happened where, you know, FIFA are already jumping up and saying, you know, you know, all it's about is we're going to lose. We, that's the beginning of the end for us if that goes ahead. Yeah. Right? So we've got to stop in its tracks. You know, that's the only reason there's been a backtrack is because, and it is, a, you know, I've been watching the statements by the Liverpool owner today and, you know, you've, you've seen other clubs pull out. It isn't because the fans have reacted badly. It's, it's because what, did, what does fans reacting badly mean? Fans reacting badly means less money. Um, because, the, you know, yesterday morning, it's being reported, everyone was kicking off. The news reports are saying, ah, but the share prices are still doing well. Right, okay, exactly. great. So no, one, so no one's pulled out. Yesterday, as the players, you know, United players started confronting Ed Woodward, you know, there's all of these stories. Then Man United's share price stops drop, starts dropping. And then they realise, oh, we can't write this out, actually. The fan reaction could lead to less money. So if it leads to less money, okay. Now, to to kind of liken it to the, you know, what's going on in, with, with racism in the game, and what, I guess racism has, has been endemic for generations in, in our game, which can make it harder to galvanise people mm. because it, it's, it doesn't feel like, unfortunately with racism, there's news event after news event after news event Absolutely. after news event as opposed to one big news event. And I think, to speak honestly, the sad reality of where we are as a society is that fans who, rep, you know, who are representative of all views across this society of ours don't care enough about it mm. to, to stand up as they do about something like... A, uh, like a league which might mean their little club or their big club uh, dominates or, or can't be relegated or promoted. And I think, sadly, that's where we are. It, 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 uh, the cynical part of me says, like, this is big business. Number one, big business doesn't like to lose, right? That's how they got there in the first place. But the cynical part of me says, do you really leak something like this without knowing that well, this is a test. We're going to leak it and see what the reaction is. And then we don't like reactions. So we go back and think about it. You know, I heard, I, I heard the, um, the Real Madrid uh, president speaking and he was talking about UEFA and he was saying about this and said about that. Mate, it's been like that forever and a day. Why haven't you spoken up before about it? Mm. Like, why is it now that your club has gone through this process 
of spending the Galacticos' ridiculous amounts of money when you're in ridiculous amounts of debt and been allowed to do it. Now you want to form a league to get yourselves out of the shit, basically, and pull all us in with you. Um, unfortunately, all the, Brit, the, 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 the owners of British clubs have gone, what, even more money? I'm in. We don't want to miss the boat. Because it, you, you, you couldn't have looked and gone, well, you know, what competition are you creating? Like you said, there wasn't like a build-up, new cup competition coming. No, da, 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 no da, detail. Da, very da, da, little da, da, da. detail about you know, it. It, it, it. Again, have you even thought about like fixtures, how it's going to work? Like, you know, so you, you, 15 or 18 teams, whatever it is, you just play each other every year. How mundane and boring that becomes. You switch it. You know, <laughs> Sounds so, like that. Scottish Premiership, <laughs> but but I always say I always I always say like uh, people with money they they only react when the money starts to get hit when the share price starts to come down. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was the same with with I, I can uh, use the analogy of us Cardiff City, um, Vincent Tan, the red shirts, the change of badge. You know when the fan base started dwindling down to. 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. And the football start at the same time going the same way, right? Because they're not understanding that the both are interlinked. They're entwined, right? The, the fans realise there's a bigger fight here, right? So we're going to protest. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stop going. When the pocket starts getting hit, right... All of a sudden, changes of heart start to happen, right? Yeah. But, you know, in fairness to, to Vincent Tan, he took it on the chin, said, okay, said, oh, my mum and what you call it, however you're going to spin it to get out of it. I believe probably what he said was true. Because sometimes, you know, your mother can step over you and go, oh, 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 you're not too big for a clip, mind. Get your house in order, you know. So it's just that we, 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 we want the big business because we want all to be able to say, oh, we bought a hundred million pound player and, you know, we're playing in Champions League. But honestly, as a footballer, you never got into it for that. Right? I remember signing for Sheffield United and ringing my best friend, Kevin, and telling him what they were paying me. And he was like, oh God. I was like, honest to God, I can't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it then. Right, and that's not like signing for Liverpool or Man United. Yeah, that's signing for Sheffield United. No disrespect, but still, I couldn't believe that people were going to pay me this amount of money to do what I love doing. Now, I accept, like, if the fan is paying, the player should get a certain amount and all that and transfers. But really, should we be looking at like, should we at the stage now where transfers are like hundred million pounds, two hundred million pounds? I think I seen a thing the other day that the agent of Haaland was saying he's going to make him the first million pound a week player. It's crazy, isn't it? Mate, we just come out of lockdown, people losing their jobs, their livelihoods. What are you talking about? <laughs> do you think, do you know what I mean? Do you think that's what people want to hear? That's what I'm saying. The whole, the whole thing around football is so much that needs to be fixed and sorted yeah. for me. You know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just not good enough, mate, just to keep just whacking money on people. Do you know what I mean? Because that's all it yeah. is. We'll rinse you any which way we can. 
I was, I, it's a bit of an aside, but I was thinking about that, that, like inflation last night when I was watching a TV program and they were, it was like set in the fifties and in the thirties in America. And he was earning uh set. He was going to get a new job that was like 75 pound a week. And I was just thinking, ah, oh, inflation, like prices just go up and up and up, don't they? And everyone listening to this will remember their first pint in a pub would have cost them like 50p or a pound 20 or however old you are, you know? And yeah, 60p if you're going for snake bite, because yeah. it's a bit of a mix. Ah, oh, a bit of snake bite. <laughs> Love that. Um, although you don't want new white daps uh, when you're drinking snake bite for the first time, which was, which was what I did, uh, and they didn't stay white for very long. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, be in the, we'll be in times before we're dead when we're paying £10, £10 for a pint of milk. In. But football just accelerates that and it's just out of touch isn't it with with fans and and what's going on in the real world and you know something like what happens in germany where they've got that 50 plus one rule where fans own you know fans have a stake in the club and the members own the club and they can't be bought out by a big you know foreign conglomerate and that can keep you grounded Uh, and we've spoke we've spoke so many times about having a you know, a director of football, someone who's in charge of philosophy. But 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 that person, you know, needs to be a link to the fans as well. Um, or there need to be fan representatives on, on boards as well, which which keep keep clubs uh grounded and keep clubs close to their communities. Well you have to interact with the fans, right? I don't I don't I don't mean you listen, you go, yeah, 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 off ski. Do, do you know what I mean? You you, you generally have to interact with the fan. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna bring your club together, I think what I've seen in my lifetime is the the distance between not just player and fan, but ownership and fan. Right, so the players are one thing, the fans are another thing, and the owners are another thing. So when I when I was started playing. You get off the bus and you see all the fans and they're all like, yeah, 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 you sign this knife and yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. I seen you on the weekend in Cinderella's having a dance, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So you had you had a proper conversation with people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You meet someone's little daughter, hello, yeah, you sign this, have a picture, blah, 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 blah. And then 30 years later, when you see those pictures, you don't even remember. You know, you see this little girl who's now a woman, you think, oh, you made a day, right? And it, it it's it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling, right? But I think yeah. that's been lost. I really do. I think, like, you know, and I'm, 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 I know we're kind of digressing here, but we're talking about the game, right? The beautiful game in all its forms, right? And I just think, like, that part of the relationship between getting off the bus. And I remember I remember it started probably around about 2000 and something, where they started saying players were getting off the bus with phones or headphones so that they didn't have to talk to the fans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, I can remember coming out of grounds, mind, and, and fans giving you stick, mind, because you've lost, Right? And the proper angry about it, but you got to take that shit on the chin, right? You know, it comes. It's, it's like you say, everything has a flip side. It's good and bad. You know, if you're gonna take the good, well, when it gets a bit heated, you're gonna have to take that too. They understand. They don't mean. Uh, it's just the heat of the moment, right? 
Like you have an argument with your missus, you say something, you think, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. When you can. Ten days later. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. Well, it? ten days later. <laughs> let's not push you out there, Dan. Ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't admit we're wrong. <laughs> right? But, you know. Oh, I do. I just can't be bothered with the, uh, when it's done, it's done. Yeah. Walk off a duck's back. But you, you understand you understand what I'm saying? It's, it, yeah. I so, think the game, like I, I, I'm, I, like I say, I'm, I'm watching people and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's damage being done to clubs financially, you know, people taking advantage, this, that. FIFA, their record on financials and, you know, what happened to Blatter uh, and Platini and Warner. And I, I think myself, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just a simple game, isn't it? And fans just want to turn up, enjoy the ride, sing, have a point, have a meal, take the family, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a day out, right? It's entertainment. That means everything to some people, right? It's entertainment. So, you know, I think, you know, you, 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 getting it twisted. I don't, don't want to see a return to the hooliganism, right? But at the same time, I've got friends who are hooligans or who were hooligans, Right? They love the game. They love the, the the team, just like like the young nine year old boy who, who who supports his team. Right? It's just taking them time to grow up a bit. You know, they say us men, it takes us a while to grow up. Right? It, t- it took them a while to grow up. That the hooligan element, you know, the chanting of this and that, and talking about someone's mum or wife or race or what? Yeah, come on, man, it's a football match. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's a bit dark. Like we don't need that. So, in terms of owners that you had when you were coming through, and this is remi- this is reminding me of a good question that came from uh, Gary Gravity a little while ago. Double G, G G G. So, um, is remind it was when we were talking about the Barry Butlins Day, the Rick Wright would have put on, I imagine, at his majestic holiday camp after Eddie May's team won promotion you know and we saw that picture of you in the uh, lovely cycling shirt <laughs> um, <laughs> so hey, Gary's listen, remind me and Lance Armstrong <laughs> oh I should say it really should I <laughs> <laughs> good night out with Lance Armstrong yeah. I'd imagine um, yeah. so Gary's Gary's reminded me that junior bluebirds were given one share in the club <laughs> and he wonders how much they're worth now uh, hashtag a change gonna come. Uh, I'm wondering if, if all us former junior bluebirds get a voice at the AGM. That's funny. We did. We did get a share. But what was what was Rick Wright like as a? Did you have much to do with him as a player? He, he was a character, mate. He was. He was. He was. We used to call him Reg Holdsworth, right? Off Reg um, Holdsworth, yeah, yeah, off Foundation uh, <laughs> Street. And he was. He was. He was. He was bubbly like that. Right, he was that sort of you know. Red used to be really bubbly, really fast, yeah. you know, here, there, everywhere. Rick was like that, but he was he was like on it. You knew he was on yeah. it. You knew like this guy could be a kind of a prime minister sort of thing. He, he's got that thing about him. He listen, I I I I kind of liked him till the end, right? I, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't speak ill of him. Never do that, uh, but. You know, he tried. He tried to keep me at Cardiff, but then when the when again, the pound signs 
came and he just thought, yeah, he's going. <laughs> right. So we had a lot to do with him. I, I remember like the, the promotion season, um, you know, when he took over, it, the momentum just took over. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? The manager, yeah, he may, I'm going right, to give you a bit of money for a few signings this season and the following season to get the promotion, junior bluebirds, bring that back, create a little club there, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I, when I started at Cardiff, we were playing against, you know, in the early days, 3,500. We were playing mm. in front of 3,500, 4,000 maybe. I remember we used to go down then from that on a on a international rugby international weekend. It'd go down a bit to like three, two and a half, three thousand. So you know we and you notice it when you run into the stadium or oh, the rugby's on today because there's there's less people. And then all of a sudden, it just you know we found ourselves in like big FA Cup games and. Because if you remember before that, we'd been beat by Bath City and stuff like yeah. that. So it, it, it's just momentum just took over. And um, what happens is it, it changes your thought process. You start to think to yourself, you know, not just, uh, you know, we're, we're in the league. We can actually go, we're going for it. You know, Eddie May's talking about winning the league, buying players. You know, all of a sudden, people like Kevin Ratcliffe walking through the door. You know what I mean? Uh, and... Uh, and Paul Miller and Gary Thompson and all of a sudden you, you the, the standard of player went up. So and that was all due to Rick Wright, it has to be said. And then you gain the momentum, you gain the promotion. And I would say like Cardiff's revival kind of started there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because we've been down in that fourth division, third and fourth division for, for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. So, you know, um, that promotion and the way we won promotion, I think, was... Was was another thing, and you know the fans out there, you know Stanton and people like that, you know Colin Griffith and you know Pezza. And, ah, you know what I mean? Time. Yeah, I mean, you know it, it was just it was just a it was just a beautiful thing. But you know you you can see what leadership is. It, it shows you what leadership is about, right? But that, that that was more like that was grassroots. That's Rick having his eye on the ball of everything. There wasn't. 60 people working at the club. There was yeah, perhaps yeah, yeah, yeah. eight, you know, three or four people One in the ticket the, office, um... three or four people, ground staff, managers, coaches, physios, youth coach. You know, they, they, it wasn't a massive organisation. I mean, and he just grabbed hold of it and boom, 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 sorted it. He was brilliant. One of the best ideas, I think, and some listeners will, will remember this, is you used to have a little voucher in the back of the Echo that you'd cut out. That's right, yeah. And you'd have to take two of those along. So he was getting people, you know, he's increasing the circulation of the local newspaper as well. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, I guess everyone had the local newspaper in those days anyway. You go. Uh, and depending on... Echo, semi final. You go. <laughs> depending, news extra. Depending on where you were in the table... <laughs> You paid more or less money. Yeah. So like, you know, if, if we were in the top three, you paid X. If we were fourth to six, well, there's a couple of quid off that. If we were seventh to 15th, there's a couple of quid off that. So it was incentivized. You were incentivized to go when the team was a bit lower down the table and you paid a little bit more when the team was up the table. You know, just those kind of 
not early marketing ideas because it was the early 90s but it's a a lot more of a cottage industry then wasn't it yeah. than it is now when you're talking these you know Harland earning a million a, a week or whatever so um yeah Rick Wright you know and and and, and like if going back to that Harland you know that's where I'd like to see uh FIFA step in say whoa this game is getting out of control because ultimately someone's gonna have to pay for that so what you're gonna do is put up your ticket price again so the geezer who probably can least afford it is going to actually mm. be contributing the most right that's not what this game was put out there to do right and I was you know it, it's it, in, in the days where someone owned a car lot and a football club you know those days are gone right you still had financial disagreements between players and owners even then. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 always gonna be the case. I just think it's the astronomical amounts of money in the game. It's just gone, you know, and I never thought I'd be saying this because I used to say, Are you earn what you earn? And it, it's not the fault yeah. of the player, right? But it's it's you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I suppose the more revenue goes up T V wise, T V wise you know, okay, if if you're using that to subsidise people's wages because you're selling global rights, no problem. But you can then go to your own local fan, okay, your ticket's gone from like £25 to £45 in, you know, the space of like eight, eight years, ten years. Do you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I don't know, I just think um, the whole the whole industry needs to have a, have a closer look at itself, really and truly. Jimmy yeah. Hill, Jimmy Hill didn't know what he was starting, did he? Getting rid of the salary cap. Uh, yeah, well, he, you know, he didn't. He didn't. Neither did the uh, the lad Bosman. I think that was, <laughs> yeah. you know, once the once I remember, you know, I was around uh, once the Bosman ruling. I remember hearing people, you know, older players. I was quite young then, you know. Oh, I was going to do this, going to earn this. My agent said we can get that and this and that. And it, it did, it just started a ball rolling. But the, that's, I suppose the point I'll wrap up with is FIFA at the top of the game and they're as bad mm. as taking the money out as anybody else, right? Oh, yeah. They're as bad as that money train, that gravy train as anybody else. You know, the, the, the last person who gets a thought is the most important person, in my opinion. Right, the fan is the most important person. You can't, like I always say, he, he or she can't change allegiance. And that's where they know they got you by the Malacca's, right? Because you can't, you can't go and say, okay, well, if Cardiff City joined the Super League and I refuse it, what I'm going to do is start watching Wrexham or Bristol. Hold on, they've been my biggest rival for 35 years. Mm, I'll just stop watching football. That, that, that's eventually what would have happened. It, it was, it's almost like consuming itself, football. Do you know what I mean? With the money that it just keeps running away with, running away with, and, you know, the glitz, the glamour. It's great, no problem, but spare thought, like, for the guy who's not necessarily... He might be living in, you know, a council flat with his guy dish, you know, paying his subscriptions, you know, Spare thought for him. He might not be able to afford to get to the ground. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I just uh, I just look and think. Like I said, 
people in glass houses rolling boulders off the cliff, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's not throwing stones, they're rolling. Push, push. Hundred men rolling a boulder off. It's like, uh, come on, people. So, uh, listen, I hope this is, this is, this is like I said at the beginning, Dan, I hope people can mobilise to this degree for a lot of other stuff that I think is uh, not too great in our game. And uh, hopefully this is uh, the beginning of something more important than money. Most definitely. Amen. Amen. So we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook. Remember to like, share, comment and subscribe. So let's get into our second talking point of the day. Our beloved Cardiff City. And uh, two results really that, that have just totally ended any sort of playoff talk. It's mathematically can't be done now. So we know we're not going uh, to any sort of playoffs or anything. But um, what disappointed me was the, the conceding of the late goals in, in, yeah. both, in both games, uh, Dan, both Reading and uh, Brentford. So if we'd have hung on against Blackburn, who, you know, we spoke about last time, Armstrong equalised mm. really late. Mm. Reading, mm. really late equaliser. Uh, and Brentford, not a late equaliser, but, you know, a yeah. bad, bad mistake by Smithies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure they would have scored otherwise. They didn't, you know. What did you say about the goalkeeper? Oh, we're going <laughs> to look after Alex. We're going to... I'm going to just let that slide. It was just, uh, it just moved in the wind. So, you know, hell of a goal, really, by the lad. <laughs> yeah. Fosu. Brentford needed to win, really. They needed to, you know, they didn't really look, okay, yeah, they had chances, didn't they? They had loads of chances in the first half. Yeah. Smithy's made some good, he made some good he saves. He made a great well. save. The one, the, the one he made was, like, superb. I mean, Yeah, when well, Marlon Pack put... Put Tony through, what's yeah, yeah, Pat put Tony through. Jesus. I was gonna say that, weren't about Matt. Yeah, he did, he did, yeah. <laughs> but if we'd have if we'd have held on in all of those games, we'd now be four points behind Barnsley in the last playoff place, which would have made it really interesting, wouldn't it? These last few games. They've yeah. got a game in hand, which they're playing tonight. Yeah. But it's at, H- it's at Huddersfield away and Huddersfield have some some weird results. Yeah. So we'd have been four behind, because obviously we would have uh, taken a point off Reading so we would have been just outside the playoff points four points behind with three winnable games coming up oh god I'm sick of the term winnable games on this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time we say they are that's a winnable they, game never win that's a winnable game <laughs> that's a winnable game reminds me of reminds me of Sheffield United when we got relegated in the weirdest circumstances that I've ever walking past uh, Wally Downs' office and Wally was like ah, Blakes, come here. And I was like, yeah, I put my head in. He goes, this is the fixture list for this season. And it, it, it just had like W, 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 <laughs> W, W. And I was like, what are you doing? He's going, well, I'm just going through it. And so, so we'll beat them. And we'll, we'll beat them. Yeah, we'll beat them. A piece of piss. Yeah, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll be-. And I was like, well, we, we don't lose. He's like, right. This is a record ever. Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah like 200 points you're going to get. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Just doesn't happen like that. We didn't even freaking make the playoffs. 
<laughs> what I will say is that I, I really enjoyed the game last night, the, the game against Brentford. Okay, you know, we got the same result in, in both games. We're, we're talking about Reading and, and Brentford. Same goal scorer, a more penalty. Uh, same, you know, we couldn't hang on to the lead against two teams who were above us in the league. Um, the Reading game was a tough watch, though, I thought. Um, the Brentford game, I just enjoyed it. It was it was open. Um, you know, I don't know if... if uh, yeah, okay, they had a lot of chances, Brentford, in the first half, but, but so did we as well. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, um, you know, Rawls went through once. Wilson, Wilson had a chance. Um, it felt like we played a little bit more football. It felt like we played a bit higher up for the first 10, 15 minutes. And then... I think you've got to start to look to build towards next season now, right? Yeah. If you've got any common sense and, you know, I'm not going to tell uh, Mick McCarthy that he obviously, he's been in the game longer than I have and he knows exactly what he's doing. So that'll be the case. But what I would say is, you know, I don't think... Uh, someone asked me, a friend of mine asked me a question. Uh, he's a Liverpool fan about Harry Wilson. And I, and I said, you know, the reason I think players like Harry, Ojo, Murphy, um, why they, they, they're not thriving is because we don't have enough possession of the football, right? Now, I know people go, oh, the stats, you know, it's, you know we, we've won with 38% possession, but, you know, it's called a beautiful game for a reason. You know, do you want to be, you know, renowned for oh, this defensive, great blocking, great, you know, we can tackle anybody? No, I, I want us to be renowned for playing brilliant football. Fast, free-flowing, goals going in. Wingers who are brilliant dribblers. Do you know what I mean? Midfielders who can in, do a step over, beat the man, pick a pass. You know, strikers who've got the ability to score all types of goals. You know, full-backs who love getting down the line and getting crosses in. I want us to, I want us to become what I remember us being. You know what I mean? Uh, in, in the, all I can go from is, is when I played. Do you know what I mean? And that is, you know... Get the ball, attack, 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 attack. Remember that? Can you remember that attack, chant? Attack. Can attack, you remember attack, that chant? Attack. When was the last time yeah, you heard yeah, yeah. it? Right? <laughs> I used to love that chant. That, yeah. Even now that makes hair stand on the back of my neck. Because I used to think that, that was the, one of the biggest signs. They are so entertained. Are you not yeah. entertained? <laughs> right? Attack, attack. Because they're just... The fans would just be, but you could feel it off them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get a you get a corner, and it'd be like, "Ooh, it's a uh, corner! Ooh, it's a yeah. corner!" <laughs> yeah. But then as you as you go up to the uh, the goal, yeah, the fans are like, and you can hear them, man. You can interact with them, right? So you give them a wink, and they're yeah, like yeah. going mile. And then if you score, and it just goes ape shit, right? It was just like, you know, I want to I want us to get back to that sort of kind of football. So we have to, I, I would say, the first thing I'd be saying, if I'm Mick McCarthy, if I'm going to sign players like Wilson and Ojo's and, and people like that, attacking players, those players need to be constantly part of the game, right? Not, oh, we don't see the possession and then he has the ball in a decent position once every 12, 14 minutes and he's expected to do something. You know, I want us to have possession of the ball and learn to pen teams mm. in and keep them under pressure and counter-attack them quickly. And 
you know, I, I, you know, yes, we could defend, great. Yes, we could accept pieces, great. But come on, this is entertainment, mate. I want to see us going back to the sort of levels and people say, oh, it was third division, mate. I don't care. Third division, it could mean ninth division. We played good football, right, in 93. Yeah. Very good football. And there's no reason why, with the money we've got, with the owners we've got, and the squad we've got, there's no reason why we shouldn't be transitioning to that to entertain the fans even more, right? Well, I think, I think if we look at it earlier in the season, we did have more possession under Harris and we were getting, you know, having the bulk of possession in games really with a lot of the same players. Because I suppose if we think about next season and what does McCarthy have to do to get to that style, if, if in fact he wants to get to that style, you know, have we, what players do we need? Go and get Josh Sheehan from Newport. I've commentated on Newport a few times. I commentated on last night again. You want a little Barry Bannon to sit in that holding midfield role and make you tick? Go and get Josh Sheehan. He's on a free. Contract's up at Newport. Go and sign him. You know what I mean? It's those types of players you need to bring in. I wonder if Swansea haven't got a first refusal on him, have they? No. Don't swear on my podcast again, please. (laughs) Bad language, that is. This kid's going to listen to this, Daniel. (laughs) So there's a couple of midfielders. Ball-playing defenders as well, I think. You know, we were seeing a, a bit of it last night where... Smithies wasn't going long. He was coming to Kieran Brown. And then, okay, Kieran Brown was going a, a bit longer. Brentford actually played more long balls than us in the game yesterday. One for the stat fans. But you know why? Probably because they had the ball a hell of a lot more than we did. Right. But um, we weren't, we didn't that often play up to more with more with his back to goal, did we? We didn't really look to get Keith to hold it up and get players in and, in and around him yesterday. It was It was more... It was a bit more front-footed at, at times. Mick's got his formation now, isn't he? Clearly, we're going to be playing this formation next season. I think, you know, Tom Sang again. I thought he did well yesterday. Good player, isn't he? When you look, you know, the ball was bouncing around a lot and s- some of our players always make the wrong choice with balls. They'll just try and loft it in. He just brings a bit of calmness and he brings a bit of... Um, he does try and, and play a Hollywood ball quite a lot, but he just brings it down sometimes as well when it's when it's boun- bouncing around. Um, I do think he needs to show a bit more going forward though, but he's playing right wing back. What I'd like to see now these last few games is Sang come into midfield. I don't think it'll happen because McCarthy's in an interview said he sees Tom Sang as playing right wing back. We know we need new central midfielders. What, you know... I hope we start the season with new central midfielders. There's, you know, Rawls and Volks and then Pack a little less. So they've all got their qualities and he clearly loves Volks. Um, you know, I I love Joe Rawls. He's, he's done loads for us. He was great that season we went up. Mm. Uh, he scores goals as well. Or he, he did. Uh, and obviously he got one against Blackburn the other day. When I talk about those players, I don't mean get rid of those players. Mm. Right? We need a balance uh, clearly, we don't. We, are, we as a team, we don't have enough possession of the football. Right yeah. now, if I pass a ball to Rawls, Volks, Pack, and I get it back, it, you know they do that every day in training. What you need is players that make other players players play. Mm. Right, 
they're able to make other players play. All right, that's, that's, that's the whole idea of signing someone. Right? When you sign a defender or a, it's to improve a certain position. Right? Or to make what you do to improve it. Whether it's you signing a striker to score more goals or whether it's you know signing a midfielder to help you play more football. You know, you, 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 you know those players, your, your Volks, your Packs, your, 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 your Rouse, what I don't, what I don't see is a balance between them. I've, I've yeah. said it all along. They're too similar in the way they are and the way they play. Volks and uh, and and uh, Rowles especially, I think. You know, I think Pack can play that bit deeper. Um, but I, I honestly think you know you need at least I think two to three central midfielders where are going to give you more option, right? You don't need... What I'm saying is you don't then go and buy three fantastic ball players. You buy one who maybe has a brilliant box-to-box sort of thing, right? And gets goals. One who might be preferred in the holding midfield role, right? But can pass a great ball and is great at tackling and reading the game. You know, one then, you know, you've got a Volks who can dog around, close people down, press, 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 press. You've got a Volks who can do the same sort of Mm. thing. So, you know... I just think we need, uh, we, we, we definitely need more possession of football. We need to improve the way we play. That was, don't, don't forget, we said on this podcast about transition, right? And I think the board heard it, right? Because all of a sudden, they adopted that position of saying, oh, we're going to go to a transition to play mm-hmm. more football, Right? I hadn't heard from that from them before until we started. And I'm not bigging ourselves up or patting ourselves on the back, but I've been saying for, for ages, you know, you need the transition from the Warnock era. You can't go from, you know, A to D. You have to go to B and C first, right? So it's a transition. But you're now starting to look at players like NG, players like Sang, you know what I mean? more footballing players. So your flanks are better, right? You might look at a ball playing centre-half, uh, someone who can make you tick in the six, a box-to-box in an eight, and a different kind of striker, right? So, you you know, it, there's... It, it, to me, so, some of the problems are glaring if you want to step forward. They're yeah. glaringly obvious, right? It's just whether or not, you know, now... The manager, Mick McCarthy, thinks, all right, I'm going to transition to that point, A or B or C or D. And I just hope that he's thinking, we, well, we've gone from A, we're at B. We're going to, next season, we're going to, our, our ambition is to go to C and, you know, be well on our way to D. I'll tell you who I loved seeing come on yesterday and it made me realise, oh, this kid's got talent and we missed, we've missed him. But, well, of course we missed him because it led to Bakuna playing right back was Ose Tutu when he came on. was You know, he's playing on the wrong side and he was just skinning all of the Brentford players. Didn't give the ball away. He's fu- you know, I, lo- I love NG and Sang and what they've brought because it's that younger ball-playing, determined player as well coming in. They've, they've still got that determination. But Ose Tutu's at a different level, I think, in terms of the pace he could give us up and down that wing-back position. So... 
look, I, I know there's there's options now in in those flanks, and and you know this will probably be the end of him, you know, a couple of games and then he'll probably go back to Arsenal and go wherever he goes from there. But I'd love to see him back next season yeah, and see a, prop, see a proper it's, it's, season. It's lovely him. to see, isn't it? The pace. Oh, yeah. I always say pace and athleticism, that's the nature of the new game, right? You have to have pace and you have to have athleticism, right? It's kind of like why I was screaming for Nelson to go middle against Armstrong a few weeks yeah. ago. That pace and athleticism. So... You know that those are criteria now that should be part of the recruitment of Cardiff City. Now there's a question. I bet that is haven't even been thought about. Mm. Right? You know this idea that we can just keep signing players with you know this manager wants those five players and then you know in January he wants those three players and then you know, you know next season you know, it, it, it's structurally it's got to be better thought out you know what i mean and the the management have to be in agree, agreement with i suppose whoever's in charge of the recruitment there has to be an understanding of that that's where again we go back to the p word don't we it ends up there every time it ends up being you know the philosophy of what you're trying to deliver to your to your fans as entertainment and I think, you know, got a great opportunity now to really step forward next season. We've spoken about the type of players we'd like to see uh, signed at, at Cardiff. And we keep t- talking about more ball players, right? More players who want to get on the ball, who love to get on the ball. You know, this... I know, t- t- take it, being so much, taking out, taking so much pride in being a team that block shots and is good at set pieces. Ah, uh, I don't know. It, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, but it's not really what I remember of Cardiff. Trust yeah. me. You don't want to be a lower league team in an FA Cup tie, do you? You no. want to be able to you want to be able to mix it as well as to play people off the park. Right, when I used to come back and watch the likes of Ernie. Right? And I seen this little go through whoa. He's a player, right? Those teams, they played football. Kavanagh and all those boys there, right? McPhail, up to that era. Up to, it's, 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 it's kind of under the, over the last, well, the, the current regime's been in charge, what, 10, 11 years? It's kind of flip-flopped since then, right? It's, it's like not one thing or it's not another. I think that's, that's what I would implore the owners to do now. Get it down to a T of what it is. And not what you want to see, because there's only five or six or eight or nine of you. It's what the 25,000 who come through the gate, what they want to see. And none of them, I don't think any fan will ever walk out the ground going, oh, we had too much possession today. (laughs) That possession-based football, I don't like it. We can get agitated if the the team are just playing it back and forth, Mm. Uh, you know, in defence and it's that attack, attack, attack thing. Yeah. We do, you know, the crowd does want it forward, you yeah. know, quicker in, in, mom- in moments when we need it, you know? Yeah, uh, well, that's football, Dan. Yeah. Right? If I if I look up, I'm centre-half position, I look up and I see uh, Colin Griffiths one-on-one with a defender and I know I can play over the top and he's going to skin it. I'll play over the top. That's a long pass, Right? It's not, I'm not just kicking it away. That's a long pass because I know my man's what I'm wanting to do for pace. Yeah. 
right? It's not long ball percentages football, is it? It's not just putting it into an area where you... No, it's not going to fight for that call. He's, he's six foot four, you're five foot nine. I'll put it up in the air and hopefully you'll win it. Flick it over his head, run around him, take it around the keeper and score. It's doubtful it's going to happen. A lot yeah. of averages said, mm, once in a blue moon. Right? But you said it. It's understanding what your fans want. Our fans won't, I don't, you know, I'd say wouldn't accept. But there's times where the game is a bit slower. You do have to take the sting out of it. You don't want it to become a 90-minute basketball match. Right? It is about possession and control. You know, it is about being in the right position when you're out of possession and the opposite opponent's got the ball. But that high tempo, high press, sort of, I, 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 would, I would liken us, I know Canada fans ain't going to like it, but I would say the way Leeds United are under Bielsa is kind of like where Cardiff fans, they like that high tempo, high running, well, fitness, good football. Interestingly, Scott Parker where recently said, uh, I think Fulham were about to play Leeds and he said, we played against teams like Leeds before. We played Cardiff last season. I thought that was really interesting that Parker... You well, know, I didn't know that, see? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, so that was, a, that was a good shout. Keep the physicality. We still want the guile. We want to see... We want to see the, the likes of the Murphys, the Ojos and the Wilsons uh, and the Tomlins, but we want to see them on the ball a lot more. Right? We want to be entertained a lot more. And uh, I believe if we had the, the ball as a team a lot more, we would have seen a lot more from the likes of Wilson and Ojo this season. Honestly, I really do. Just before we get into the fans' questions, Wilson, what do you know? Where's he going to go now? Could he come back to us on loan? Do you know what I would say to Harry if I was advising him? You need to sign permanently somewhere, right? Because you can, you can quickly become... You look at someone like Loftus-Cheek at Chelsea. Yes, yeah. Right? All of a sudden, you're not this young talent anymore. You're now starting to approach 25, 26. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's, other, there's other players I could mention, which they just loan, 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 loan. Look, listen, I would say you go somewhere, you, you, you get a loan. Okay, once, twice... By the time you're 22, 23, you want to be settled into a club, three, four-year contract. No one going to try and help to push this club forward. You know, being 23, 24, 25, and still being alone one year here, one year there. Listen, it, I, it, to me, I, I think that's part of what's not helped Harry then. Mm, I wonder if... Um... Burnley might come back in for it. I'm just trying to think of other destinations yeah. for him, you know? Norwich are going to come up. That could be a possibility. Watford are come up. That be, could be a possibility. But again, I, I would... And, and this is for him. This is not about Cardiff City. I would say to him, kiddo, listen, get yourself settled somewhere, right? Every year, you're coming out and I'm going to make a new group of friends. You yeah. Know, get a new place to settle down. Do you know what I mean? And you know, you're not putting down root there. So you, you are you really engaged fully in it? Are you living in the area? Are your kids going to school in the area? Do you know what I mean? All these things, peace of mind, coming home, knowing my wife's there, kids are in school, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, that it just becomes normal life. I would say to him, I, I would, I would, I would advise him, mate, get yourself settled down somewhere as quickly as possible, because what can happen? You can just, you can just fade. You know, you can just fade. Like as well, for playing for Wales, he, he, he's kind of in and out at the moment for Wales. If David Brooks comes back and, and is on fire, which is highly likely, he drops down the pecking order, mm. Harry. Right? He, he, he steps down one. And I just think, well, you know, he's he shown you. He's moved from Sheffield United to Bournemouth. Okay, they got relegated, but he settled. He's there. Now they're talking about him having a, you know, if he has a good Euros, he'd be gone for 30, 40 million quid. So that's what that's what I would advise to to all the young lads. You know, don't don't be going on more than two maximum of three loans over over mm. two or three years, because it 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 it'll end up just you know certain places you'll be successful, certain places you won't. But then you know you're going back to the club that that don't want you anyway. So. Get out of that situation quickly as possible and get someone where you're loved. Get someone where you're really wanted. Uh, and you're going to be adored by the fans because there's, there's, there's no better feeling. Honestly, there's no better feeling. So, um, would you... Finally, would you say... This is a question I want to ask you. Would you say we've moved forward in the last 10 years? Last five years? As a club? I'm trying to think where we were 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, I guess, was Malky Mackay's first season. So so he came in, in in 2011. So, you know, this season, I, I suppose, we're in, a, you know, this coming season, we're in a very similar place. Yeah. We're hoping to get promoted. But well, we got promoted in the Malky. We got promoted in the Malky, but the football wasn't great. And I think that's where... I think that's it, where the... Um, it, you, you could say, yeah, it turned. It, turned, it was just it, yeah. like, okay, it's acceptable because we're in the Premier League for the first time, right? Yeah. But come on, man. That's what I would say to to City fans. Demand better from from the team, from the club, from the manager, from the owners. You know, demand it, you know. It's... Uh, you know, you pay your hard-earned money to go and be entertained. And I'm not saying some of the games haven't been entertaining. They have. I've enjoyed them myself. You know, just like the seat get to a, a position where the way we play, people know and understand when they come up against us, you know, it's not just going to be a physical game, but we got players who can twist the shit out of you as well. You know, embarrass you, you know, leave you on your backside. Remember those sayings? Go on, Nath, leave him on his backside. You know, look and think, well, I just want to get back to that, Daniel. Just want to, I just want to see some beautiful football from the beautiful Blues. What can I say? Is that too much to ask? Am I being no, greedy? there's enough bad stuff going on in the world, isn't there? So uh, just give us a bit of, bit of light on a Saturday afternoon, you know? Absolutely. So remember, at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, Facebook. Remember to like, share, comment. And most of all, subscribe. So uh, let's see. Let's give a, a little quick mention. A little five minutes with the fans. We've uh, I think I think the white, uh, the big white elephant in the room took up a lot of our time, Dan. More than what yeah, we expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of fans' questions, to be honest, were around 
playing style next season, uh, those kind of things, which we kind of covered in, in lots of places. But thanks for those questions, everyone. I think where we'll go now, we'll just go a little bit left field. We love doing that. So Steve Guatkin, who I think Steve listens in Canada. Steve Watkin. Guatkin. With a, Guatkin. With a I thought you said Guatkin. All right, Steve. In Canada, I can't do a Canadian accent. One of my granddads was in Burma during World War Two. You know, Burma star on his hands, mm-hmm. etc., etc. Never spoke about it. The other one, my mum's dad was in Canada. Don't know what he was doing in Canada. How how, how we got that game? Hamlet. But on, yeah, on Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Yeah, proper. On Chris, Christmas Day, after like about three beers, he'd get this like Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, I told you a I couple think... of months ago. I just discovered I got family in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing, man. Amazing. amazing. I would love to go. So. um yeah, so Steve's question, you know, we were talking and Nathan, you were talking about what is settling in. It's a great question, this. What players have we let go that you would have kept? So Steve mentions Cornelius being mentioned as one of our worst signings, but obviously he wasn't a bad player because he, he went on then and did well in Serie A. Yeah, I think I think someone like Cornelius, right, uh the pro- the problem the problem around that whole situation was we were going to the, we had gone to the Premier League we Marky was given money to sign players who were ready to go into the Premier League and as it approached if you remember I think he was injured early on and then as we didn't mm. start too well Marky then started saying oh he's one for the future well you know you don't go up and sign players for the future you sign players for the here and now. Right to get you through that first. It's not just the first year; it's the first two years. Right, that's that's the difficult period. Get through the first two years, then you can look at start signing players who you can say, well, we're bringing him in, uh, and it might not be for this season necessarily. It's for the following two or three. I think you can do that. I said, but you you can't do that immediately. And I think the rhetoric kind of changed around Cornelius. Listen, I think uh, you know. I said when I seen him. Mate, he doesn't really look like a footballer. Uh, and I think when I watched him play, I watched him for like five minutes and I was like, I didn't make my mind up on him, but I knew, well, he needs coaching, right? Because he'd yeah. he, he done something. I'll never forget it. He ran on the pitch as a sub and the ball went to the goalkeeper. He charged down a goalkeeper. The goalkeeper played it out to the left back. He ran to the left back. Now, if you've been coached right, there's a certain way you're going to run and close that fullback down. What you what you know is what you're taught from a young age is don't let him come back towards the keeper or back across you if you can help it. And the line that he took allowed the left back just to play it to the centre half, which he then closed down. We played it the other centre half, which he continued to close down, which he then played it the right back, which he continued to close down. Then he went back to the centre half, and he just blew a gasket. Right, and I was like, yeah, because I could tell right, he's not being coached because he's just run there, yeah, then yeah. there, then just across the back four instead of when he's gone to the keeper and he plays the left back, run at a certain angle uh, and your midfield steps forward and then the player's not so confident about playing it, what they call a square pass. Yeah. Right, because he knows you're trying to half anticipate. If he goes back to the keeper, okay. But so I I kind of I kind of looked at that and thought, hmm, that's a lot of money to pay for a player who's not being coached to the level which we need 
at this Premier League level, right? And that was evident from after five, ten minutes. So, you know, um, to see him like five, six, seven years later doing decent in Serie A, yeah, you know, no problem. But, you know, that, that was a long time ago. You know, you, you're waiting for, you probably would have had to wait the term of his contract for him to come to fruition. And I just don't think, you know, we're in a position where we want or should be looking to sign those types of players. When you get into the Premier League, you've got to solidify your position for the next two or three seasons. I think we could have um, saved ourselves a lot of money by just keeping Rudy, Rudy Gestead, because it kind of similar raw big striker who was, you know, didn't get that many opportunities in that promotion season. But when he did, he would score, even though he was, you know, you would have a little laugh at him because he didn't seem like a footballer. But he got mm. coached and he developed and he then became, you know, banged in lots of goals at Blackburn and got big money moves. Well, my so, mate, absolutely. Well, my mate Daz Campbell ended up coaching him on his ah, running technique. Ah, OK. Right? So that's something else I say I, I, I would engage with some players. It's like Aidan Flint. I'm like, bro, you spend you spend three months with me, you'd be a better runner than you are. You'd be a better athlete than you are now. You're not too old to learn new tricks, you know. Uh, as simple as that. Um, so, yeah, I, listen, there, there are going to be players out there, Dan, that we've probably uh, signed and let go at the wrong time. But listen, that happens to every club. I think what's important is that the amount of signings we've made... You know, we haven't had a great success rate with those signings. Yeah, they um, often are. <laughs> yeah, well, it needs to improve, doesn't it? That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it's got to be a, a a structure in the process of what you're doing and what you're understanding, why you're signing those players. And the problem we've got, if you flip from a manager like um, Malky Mackay to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you're going to still have... Malky's players and then sign a totally different type of player so you're not you're not transitioning you're going from A to D right and skipping B and C uh, that's going to give you a problem you know there were there were a couple of players that Solskjaer signed that I was you know have either did great things before or gone on to good things you know that Guido Bergstaller the Austrian international who uh, went on to the Bundesliga and did really well Um I think I only saw him play once or twice. He played in a friendly against Wolfsburg, which is the first the first time that tan stand was open, and I, it's only the only time I've ever sat in it. And it was three all, and it was mm. the season after we got we went down, and De Bruyne was playing for Wolfsburg, and he scored like a thirty five yarder, um, mm. and they also had Perisic as well, the Croatian, and he scored a couple of goals, mm. but yeah. it, it was it was three all. Uh, Nicky Maynard scored. I can't remember who else got the Cardiff goals, but um, Bergstaller looked quite good in that game and then he never mm. made it. And then there was that um, Javi Guerra as well, that yeah. quite old Spanish striker we signed who'd scored a lot of goals in La Liga. And yeah. you, you're thinking, there were articles on Wales Online, you know, we know it's all clickbait, but that season we came down under Solskjaer in a, is this the best squad ever in the championship? Because we had all of these strikers and, you know, what happened? Sars Joe was if they sacked. don't click, if they don't, if they don't fit together, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you if you don't build a sort of a team ethic inside, if they don't like, if, if certain players are here for six months on loan or, uh, you know, you you, you you're going to get those players, but you have to welcome them into a, 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 an environment that you know this this 
it knows what it wants. It knows where it's going. I think it's just all a bit mix and match, I feel. So, you know, and uh, listen, what I am aware of is that time is ticking. So we got to move on. And we've yeah. got to literally wrap up before. Do you know what's going to happen? Your Wi-Fi is going to go for the fifth <laughs> time. <laughs> we've had major problems with Dad's Wi-Fi. My, so we've um, had stop, start, stop, start, my, stop, my, start. My old man's building our house at the moment. It's a big day. The windows Ooh. are going in, which means that my dad is there with a stone cutter cutting stone. So I've been running back and forth in the midst of this to He's tell him. the wire, did he? To tell it, yeah, to tell him off when uh, stone dust everywhere. So yeah, look, we've discussed loads anyway. Yeah. So final, final three games, Wigan, Birmingham, and Rotherham. Wouldn't that be great just to having to play them to go into the playoffs? But they, yeah, never mind. We'll just leave it. So let's wrap up with. Uh, the usual top five. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll roll on quick, right, Dan? Top five this week for me. Uh, number one, the weekend. Can't feel my face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Uh, a bit of Majid Jordan, make it work. Uh, a bit of Joe, ride with you, ride with you, featuring G Unit. A uh, bit of Simply Red, Sunrise. Love that tune. At a party once with with Mick in yeah. um, in uh, the the blue bar in uh, or baby blue in Liverpool. Oh, in the dock, remember, in the Albert yeah, Dock, yeah. Remember, yeah, remember my boy Little John. Uh yeah, we had a great night. Uh and oh. finally, uh those are those 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 little secrets that you never reveal, right, Daniel? These are the, the uh, summer the summer swazzes, that's when it's all coming up. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones where people go, put it in a book. And I go, nah, never. No, <laughs> never. Uh, the final one is 112, Only You, featuring the Notorious B.I.G. So you got a five for me, Dan? Yeah, let's see if we can risk it before the Wi-Fi going off. So uh, number one from me, big uh, tune this, Adventures of Stevie V, Dirty Cash, Money Talks. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going back. I used to love that tune. Number two, Barrett Strong, Money, That's What I Want. Uh, yes. Number three, The Beatles, Can't Buy Me Love. Number four, Wu-Tang, Cash Rules Everything Around Me, Cream Get The Money. Dollar Dollar Bills, y'all. Uh, and then Big E, with Mo Money, Mo Problems. Obviously, it's a oh, European okay. Super League themed top five this week. Yeah, Mo Money, Mo Problems, for <laughs> real. For real. So listen, ladies, gents, kids, we're at Swartz Pod on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to share. I missed that part. And uh, yes, D, that's, that's 20 and down. Boop. That's not bad. 20 and down for, for, for two, you know, ragamuffins from Cardiff. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad shout. So listen, thanks for everyone. Thanks for listening. You know, don't forget, get your questions in. I think next week, Dan, will will spend a lot more time on the fans' questions. Yeah. Because um, basically the promotion's over and we can only really speak about maybe fa- players coming through this year, youngsters and possible signings next year. I mean, we've touched on it a lot, but we'll get into it with just, just us and the fans next week. Yeah. So big shout out to you all. Get as many questions in as possible. 
And it'll be off the cuff. We won't research. It'll just be off the cuff, and we'll, we'll try and deal with them as best we see fit. So, again, like I said, thanks for listening, and that's a wrap. Bluebird. This has been a Jams and Mr. B production. Stories make the world. That is how the world works. We live inside stories. The key thing is that stories need to come from different people. Every time I read a good story, it gives me a different perspective of the world. And it's how we imagine an alternative. Stories are at the heart of all great moments of change. So that's how we perceive the world. It's how it makes sense to us. We can't live without stories. If you want to tell your story, get in touch with Work in Word on hello at workinword.co.uk.